Well, it has been another tumultuous week in Parliament as the new government tries to get its feet under the table. Protests have erupted against, uh, as we've just heard, the repealing of the smoke-free legislation and fair pay agreements. And, of course, at De Papa, uh, where the Treaty of Waitangi display was damaged. Finance Minister Nicola Willis's decision not to fund those blowouts in the Cook Street ferry upgrade. Uh, well, that's drawn calls for her resignation from transport unions. And in the House, Chloe Swarbrick has refused to apologise for calling statements made by the Prime Minister a lie. Joining us now to discuss all of this are political commentators Lamia Imam and Ben Thomas. Kia ora, good morning. Welcome to both of you. This uh, inter-islander issue leading all of the papers this morning. The pressure now, Ben, is on for the government to come up with a viable alternative. How do you think uh, the Finance Minister has handled this? Well, I think, you know, aside from the ferry issue itself, it's it's been an important line-drawing exercise in the sand, uh, saying the government's not actually just going to sort of keep writing blank checks uh, to arms of the state, you know, no matter how, you know, how how much their planning sort of blows out or, or you know, what the wish list sort of becomes over time. Uh, and, I, and I think that's, that's very important. You know, I mean, there's a huge infrastructure demand, uh, you know, for New Zealand's future in pretty much every conceivable area. There's there's unlimited demand on the state. Um, And and I think, you know, actually forcing a bit of discipline uh, in the project planning of these things is a very important statement to make, you know, first up for a new government. Uh, Lamia, do you think the uh, Toyota versus Ferrari argument is going to resonate with, uh, with voters? Um, I I think not, because uh, uh, we just heard the finance minister say that it's not actually the ship. So it's a little bit confusing messaging. If the ship is not the problem, then the Toyota versus Ferrari argument doesn't really play. And I think um, everybody agrees with Ben that we have massive infrastructure need in this country, but this government um, is being extremely short-sighted, not just with this, but with almost every policy they're enacting in in the first three weeks. And so it's not very clear that they either understand the infrastructure needs that we have or that they care, because I think they're more uh, interested in their political um, <clears throat> uh, capital in a, in a very short term. I don't think they're really caring about the long-term needs of the country. Well, Ben, I mean, it does sound good saying that we're going to be saving money and using this, I guess, as an illustration of prudent financial management. But at the end of the day, we need, uh, we need a working service between the islands. Yeah, look, in a way, it's surprising that anything any government ever does is unpopular because there's such an endless list of things that are good to do and you could make the case unnecessary to do. But we do have limited resources. We do have limited funding. Uh, and, and it's not appropriate for SOEs or for Crown entities or for departments to just, you know, continually blow out the budget uh, by, you know, increasing the size of their projects on a really ad hoc basis. You know, the, an extra $1.5 billion on a $1.5 billion project is not just sort of loose change or rounding errors. Um, and in order to actually make a dent in the the, you know, pipeline of infrastructure work that needs to be done. You need to have spending discipline around that. Um, there's precious little evidence that there has been any in the last six years. Um, you know, we've already seen that the, the previous government had agreed in principle to, you know, just keep bumping up the price. Um, and, you know, I, I think it does send an important signal. Um, you know, look, what, what will the ultimate savings be in terms of uh, an inter-island connection? 
you know, un- unclear until we actually get some proper planning from the Kiwi uh, Kiwi Rail Board. Yeah, I think I just want to add to that that it's it's not good enough to say that the spending has blown up. Okay, we can all agree that maybe this is not a good thing, but it's not good to stop it before we know what the plan B is, like what the mayor said just in the previous segment. And so we can't say that we're committed to infrastructure growth or or supporting them without actually having a plan in place because this is something we have to do. And secondly, uh, somehow we have money to give tax cuts to landlords, but we don't have money for this. So I think we always have to make, have a priority of, of things that we want to spend money on. And this government has indicated that their priorities are, are tax breaks for the landlords instead of uh, a plan that will help grow our economy in the next 30, 40, 50 years. So I think that's the problem with, with this decision, not the spending law. Moving on to the other issues, and there are plenty of them that the government is facing an uphill battle on. We've got the smoking, we've got uh, treaty issues, health issues with uh, Colin, Sir Colin Tukutonga retire, uh, well, resigning this week and not wanting any part of the new government. Ben, do you see any um, any confidence being dented in t- for the new government in terms of the backlash they're facing? Yeah, I think on a lot of these issues, they will be sort of largely transient. Um, you know, the, the the smoking issue is not a high salience issue for a lot of voters. Uh, you know, most middle class people don't even see a smoker, you know, in, in, in their day to day life anymore. Um, so I, th- I think th- those kinds of storms will pass. Uh, the issues around uh, the treaty to Tiriti, uh, I think, are, are longer running. But again, a lot of it is tonal, based on uh, the sort of you know very adversarial sort of language in the New Zealand First Coalition document. Um, and and I think more than anything, it creates a kind of mood, uh, you know, just a sort of ambient background of sort of controversy that I think uh, you know the, the government. Well, I think parts of the government will find very unhelpful, uh, national, uh, p- potentially act. Uh, but of course, I think New Zealand First uh, is reveling in, particularly on the treaty stuff. Is that how you see it, Lamia, just finally? No, I, I don't think that it's just a transient issue. Um, I do believe that National, if they're going to claim that they have a mandate to make all these changes, they can't discount the fact that Labour had a mandate three years ago as well. And so I think when you have half the country um, being dismissed by, with these new reversal of policies, I don't think this is going to die down. And maybe middle class voters don't see smokers every day, but they are going to see protests on the parliament lawn week after week if this continues. So I can't see this being a good thing for the government in terms of confidence in their abilities to execute. Uh, but I think we're only just in the first three weeks, so it's a wait and see. But this does not bode well. Appreciate your time this morning, both of you. That was Lamia Imam and Ben Thomas.